Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. We can become great at doing the, the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that pique his interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. <laughs> Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Don't get precious about your platforms and always be where your audience is. What's going on, everyone? It's your friendly neighborhood marketing guy here, Chris Goisueta or Chris G. Uh, thanks for, for tuning in to The Brian Nichols Show. I am back taking over the show with a little quick tip for y'all, right? So as, as always, le learn more about The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com. And you can listen to this where, wherever podcasts live and also on the YouTube channel. And all those links are, are there at The Brian Nichols Show. To connect with me, you can go to makingitwithchrisg.com and all my stuff's over there. But you can find me on, on Brian's show as well. I'm, it's funny. I always talk about marketing. I'm the worst at, uh, at well, I'm a marketer, right? I'm not a salesperson. I don't really sell myself. But anyway, um, so don't get precious about your platforms, right? So I know a lot of people in, in the liberty movement, they they love Twitter. They love hanging out on Twitter. Um, maybe some are still on Facebook, right? But as I always say, right, my, my broken record slogan. So Brian always says, meet people where they're at. What do I always say? Know your audience, right? So know your audience and know where your audience is at. So don't get precious about platforms. Be, I guess, precious about attention, right? What is taking up your audience's attention? They might be spending 50% of their time on when they're on online on Twitter right now, right? But next month, it might be somewhere else. The month after that, it might be somewhere else. And even though there are a lot of people in, in Liberty Movement, like on Twitter and YouTube, are those really the best platforms for, for that moon? I, I don't know, right? You might reach new people, right? You might convert some people, but I've never seen anyone convert anyone on Twitter or on YouTube. Um, the, the conversion is more about, you know, in the, in the stuff that Brian and uh, and Jeremy talk about on the podcast, right? The sales stuff. Uh, it's more when you're meeting people at events, people face-to-face, -face, when you actually can meet them where they're at and 
figure out what they care about, what their pain points are, right? And, and talk to those things directly and learn about the person that you're trying to sell on, on Liberty. So again, you're meeting them where they're at. So meet them where they're at online as well. Um, and meet your, your Liberty crowd online where they're at, right? So if they're hanging out on Twitch, go to Twitch. If they're hanging out on TikTok, then, then go there, right? And also go wherever it's is the most natural for you right so you want to be on a platform that's authentically for you, authentic for you and most likely people that are that the age demographics and uh, the type of people that you talk to the best they're probably going to be on those platforms as well right and and always look at the the charts right so uh looking at my phone here right it's like i i try to check these these app charts almost every day so you know, things things change constantly, right? So right now, the number one app on at least the iOS store on Apple is TikTok, then YouTube, and Instagram, Facebook, and then Snapchat, right? So this is as of October twentieth, twenty twenty one. Of course, always trying to make content evergreen, so it's relevant for forever. But yeah, that part will be relevant, right? So just those names will be different. But always scroll through your apps and see how popular your apps are, right? And I don't know. I think it's worth always checking the top two hundred to see if there's any new apps. Um, that are standing out, right? I'm always looking where where Odyssey is ranking, as as y'all probably have known if you heard past episode of me. Like I'm I'm big into the blockchain stuff, right? So I'm looking where all the blockchain apps are. Um, so always be where your audience is. Don't get precious about platforms. You know how I feel about plat- uh, platforms, and you haven't heard it yet. Always try to take your, your audience off of the third party platforms and try to get their email or try to get their cell phone number, right? So you can use email platforms like MailChimp to, to communicate with your audience. You can use texting platforms like Community to text uh, with your audience. Um, you know, so text me at this number right now. It's not your personal number. It's just a way you can engage with your audience one on one. I mean, Discord's great, right? Um, I, I haven't heard of any crazy restrictions yet on Discord and building groups there, but it's still a third party platform. If you're going to have someone Discord, you don't have their email, you don't have their phone number, right? So if Discord disappears or they start making some crazy rules like some of these other platforms, then all of a sudden you lost your entire audience. So always try to get your a direct contact to your audience. So again, not being precious by your platforms, right? And then always be aware of what's next and become a practitioner in that, right? So as you're going through the app store and you're seeing the, the top apps, if there's something at number 200 that looks interesting, check it out, right? Start an account, be one of the first, right? That's a way to be a leader in a, in a brand category by being the first on a platform. So last time with, with Brian, we talked about Twitch. There's not a lot of libertarian podcasts on Twitch. And I think anyone here that has a podcast, that's, that, that's especially like a libertarian podcast, I mean, any podcast, you should be on Twitch. Uh, there's not a lot of podcasts on there yet. And there's a lot of people uh, on Twitch, Six, I mean, 16 million people, uh, unique visitors a day, right, on Twitch. So um, figure out where people are at and be somewhere first. Be the first to be somewhere. That's the way to build a really powerful brand. And, you know, a sector I'm really looking into, so I'll share one example to, to kind of wrap this up. So I'm really into NFTs, if, if that hasn't been cleared yet, if you've heard me talk in the past. And there's so much you can do with NFTs. And I feel like for a Liberty crowd, I mean, it's decentralized technology, right? It's, de- it's what we want. We want to decentralize everything. So you should be on the decentralized platform. So if you're going to do video and yeah, okay, you do YouTube because it's the the most popular, but where else might your audience be, right? So anyone that's into the decentralized culture, they're going to be on Odyssey. They're not going to be on Rumble, right? On Rumble, you're probably going to get most of your, your conservatives that are on Rumble. But if you want to reach the decentralized crowd, they're going to be on Odyssey because that is run on blockchain technology, right? So also look at where what is happening in blockchain. That's where 
probably most of the the liberty audience is going to be or liberty curious audience or people that will be open to liberty right so if you want to convert some people look at the blockchain technologies um so you know blockchain games blockchain apps blockchain uh, nfts um cryptocurrency right go to cryptocurrency events um that's a lot of people that will be very curious about about liberty and libertarian movement um so a couple of uses also with those things where you can also utilize uh blockchain to, to monetize your business so nfts if anybody hasn't heard of, of nfts yet uh maybe maybe ryan and i can, could do like an nft episode but you know some of the things i'm exploring right now and i don't know if there's any musicians out here but um i'll give two examples on nfts um so two things you could do with them right now right you could sell tickets to with nfts so if you're doing an event either certain tickets right so tom woods just did the tom woods 2000th episode what he could have done it was a free event but he maybe could have taken the front row or the first two rows and sold those as, as NFT tickets at an auction. And now the highest bidders of those tickets will would get those seats, right? And maybe those seats would have sold for $1,000 a piece. And sure, maybe Tom Woods didn't want to make money on this event. But um, if, if you're doing an event and you are selling tickets, figure out if you can sell all of your tickets as NFT or even some of the tickets. And if, if you have worked up to a value where you're selling out your events and that's, you know what, that's something from the music space I could cover real quick too. Um, always find a venue where, so I have two rules with venues, right? So if you're a podcaster or you're doing live events uh, for, for your business, um, always find a venue that you can sell out, right? So most ideal scenario, find a venue you can sell out. So if you feel like you can sell 50 tickets in you know, Detroit or Philadelphia or Orlando, wherever you're going, um, if you can sell 50 tickets, then go to a venue that only holds 50 tickets and sell out your event, right? Because we sell out, then now you're going to create buzz and you're going to create demand. And even though you feel like you left a little bit of money on table, it's thinking about the long game, right? The long-term picture. So sell out your event. And then next time you come through town, play a slightly bigger venue. And the thing that's now going to happen, people, if you're selling it as an NFT, then it's an auction, then people will pay more for your tickets or that you'll sell more advanced tickets, right? Than day of show tickets. So always play the appropriate size venue. Don't go try to go for the cool venue or where you think you might have the most potential to make money, right? Um, and that's the great thing about NFTs because NFTs, you can, it can be an auctions ticket and people pay for it what they want, just like they would on StubHub, right? In the, in the third party uh, ticketing market. Um, so always play play event it's appropriate size. The other cool thing with, with NFT tickets is if if you're if you're a you're it's one of those live events and you're set, starting to sell out shows right um what can, will happen someone buys a ticket to your event and then they sell it they sell it on stub or they sell it somewhere else and what might happen you know let's say you sold we're selling your tickets at 100 bucks and they sell it at, on stub for 200 then the 100 bucks for your ticket you know, that ticket is going towards paying you. It's going towards paying the venue. So you're not really seeing the full $100. The scalper that's selling it for $200, they are going to see the entire $100 profit that they made, right? So they're making make more money than you in the venue off of that ticket. Um, but if that ticket is an NFT, the big value on NFTs is the smart contract that's attached to them, right? So yes, it's the art. The art is cool. Um, but the smart contract is where really the value is, right? Because every time that, that 
artwork that NFT sells again, um, the original creator gets a commission, right? So now if you have a hundred dollar ticket and sells for $200 on StubHub, you get a 10% commission. I don't know. I'm still looking really into NFTs. Um, and I'm going to launch one uh, next month or two with an artist I work with, but you will get a commission. I don't know how much of commission you can get. I mean, I mean, maybe it means you're doing a contract. I wonder if you can just do 50% commission. I don't know. But what I always hear people talk about is 10% to 15% in commission. But now when that ticket gets sold as by a scalper, you're going to get 10% of that sale or someone has a ticket. They can't go. They sell it to a friend. You're going to get 10% of that ticket. Um, so a lot of, a lot of cool things you can do with NFTs. And then the last thing example I wanted to give is with music, right? So take, take that example. If you're not in music space, try to see how you can make that uh, example work in your in your space maybe you're raising money for a project right i know uh we've talked about soundmind creative group a lot maybe they give away a portion of ownership to their their documentary they're creating i don't know like figure out a way you can maybe auction off part ownership of a project you're starting so for music for example i um I'm sure a lot of people have heard this too. Like people always talking about the master, right? Who owns the master of a song or an album? And a cool thing that's starting to being talked about in the music space is instead of working with a record label, you can auction off your masters to your fans, right? Or people that are just want to invest in a, a asset, right? An income producing asset. Uh, you know, if they see the value of an artist and they think that song can make money, the cool thing is if you sell part ownership of the song, then now the people that buy the ownership of it they can make money every time the song makes money, right? So if you're putting out a movie, a documentary, whatever it is, every time that makes money, all of the owners make money, right? So if you're auctioning off 20%, what you can do, you can break that up into 1% fractions, right? So you can have 21% fractions uh, of your, or portions of your of your song, and you can have 20 different people that might um, invest in it, or you might have one person that buys all 20%, uh, all 1% pieces. And uh, so again, every time they make money, or just the, the song or whatever makes money, then they make money as well. Also, it incentivizes them to promote it, right? So now they're going to help promote the project too because they make money off of it. Um, so another benefit there. And then if they have made their money back and th whatever you've created has now gained value and they decide to sell it for, for potential future earnings to someone that's an investor, you're going to get a commission off that sale, <laughs> which is awesome, right? So you know, let's say you sold 21% portions to to a piece of content you created um that each portion i just had a thought i'm gonna add this in there too um so let's say you sell each one percent fraction for 50 bucks a piece right it's not a lot a lot, a lot of money but it's a thousand dollars right a thousand dollars for a song that's going to help production costs that's going to help uh marketing costs as well for on a, on a smaller scale independent artist um for a major label it costs way more but um now if that fifty dollar that that song that's one paid fifty dollars for has gained a ton of value and they sell it for a thousand dollars, then uh, you get a commission off of that, right? And then the other cool thought I had is, if you're a uh, a content creator, let's say you have a YouTube channel and your YouTube channel is monetized, right? You're making money off of your YouTube channel. Why not sell a share of your videos, right? Maybe you sell twenty percent of your videos so instead of if you don't want to have sponsors all of your things um maybe you sell part ownership of that video because youtube will break down how much money each video brought in each month right and if it's a video that you anticipate will get hundreds of thousands of views or millions of views and it's a video that can be monetized why not sell one percent 
shares, you know, up to 20%, 30%, 40% um, of your videos. So you're almost like making that money off of your videos in advance. And now people own portions of your videos. Now you just need to make sure your, your channel doesn't get demonetized or that video doesn't get demonetized because then the owners are kind of SOL. But, uh, you know, it's, you can, you can make it exclusively for that video wherever that video is distributed, right? So that video gets distributed somewhere else. Let's say it's on Odyssey and makes money there, or it's on Rumble and it makes money there. Then, and people make a commission of their ownership on that. So anyway, some ideas. I feel like that's definitely where the 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 the, the content, the creative industry is going. Uh, there's going to be more and more opportunities like that. And I feel like if you can figure out a way to attach these smart contracts to your your art and your creations, uh, you can you know have an extra extra revenue stream there. Or if you're selling tickets to an event, right, you can have an extra uh, revenue stream there utilizing. Um, nfts so i hope y'all y'all enjoyed this i hope you learned something and you know go go to briannicholshow.com to learn more what what brian nichols is up to and we're all up to uh, with the show jeremy todd's doing some really really cool thing uh things with the sell liberty thing he just had uh spike cohen on the show and lots of cool stuff happening um so thank y'all for watching and and you know as always i'm gonna use my sign off so spread love positivity and kindness in the world and go see shows meet people meet people <laughs> make stuff peace my friends Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the actual science of the pandemic. Follow the science on lockdowns and liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docuseries highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policy enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the Pandemic Data and Analytics Organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling the stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates, Follow the Science on Lockdowns and Liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the Liberty Movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholshow.com forward slash follow the science.